This is On Location. I'm Tim Leitner. Today's show comes to you from Illinois, Ohio, and Arizona. But first, On Location is produced by the NCA Communications Committee with special production assistance from Joe Mamlin and me. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public, among others. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast service and tell all your friends. Today's show is co-hosted by Pat O'Donnell and Brenda Gayabo. They welcome Dory Nicholas, who is a Survivor Engagement and Systems Change Specialist at the Arizona Coalition to End Sexual and Domestic Violence. Some of you may have heard Ms. Nicholas speak at the 2022 NCA Policy Forum in Washington, D.C. Today, they discuss the importance of neutrality and child support program service delivery, particularly how that impacts domestic and sexual violence survivors. Hear about Ms. Nicholas's career journey, the Arizona Coalition's mission of intervention, ending domestic and sexual violence, and promoting equity among all people, and how this intersects with a child support program. It's going to be a great show, so stick around, and we'll be right back. Welcome to NCEA On Location. We're joining you today from the great states of Arizona, Illinois, and Ohio. My name is Pat O'Donnell of Young Williams, and I'll be co-hosting our discussion today along with Brandy Gallebo. Brandy, will you take a minute and introduce yourself? Thanks, Pat. My name is Brandy Gallebo, and I am with the Franklin County Child Support Enforcement Agency in Columbus, Ohio. I've been here for 19 years and currently the manager of our enforcement division. Great. Thank you, Brandy. During today's conversation, we'll explore the importance of neutrality in child support program service delivery, particularly how that impacts domestic and sexual violence survivors. We're so pleased to be joined today by Doreen Nicholas, Survivor Engagement and Systems Change Specialist at the Arizona Coalition to End Sexual and Domestic Violence. Doreen, we so appreciate you taking the time to share your knowledge and experiences with us. Can you share a bit about your career journey with our listeners? Certainly. I am happy to be here with you and Brandy today. Um, I started doing this work in 1986. I began working in the disability community in a sheltered workshop and group home. And one of the young women in our program had an abusive boyfriend. That's when I found out about shelters. So when I um, left there, I began working for a domestic violence shelter in the valley called the Sojourner Center. I was there for about seven years. And then I came to the coalition and have been training and um, raising awareness about the issues of domestic and sexual violence. I also worked for a year at the North Carolina Coalition 
and I have worked um, in transitional housing programs and another um, domestic violence program um, in the Valley. Great, thanks. What is the mission of the Arizona Co Coalition to end domestic and sexual violence? We changed our mission a while back um, because we realized that some of the interventions we were using in the anti-violence movement were just putting band-aids on the problem. So we changed our mission to end sexual and domestic violence in Arizona by dismantling oppression and promoting equity among all people. Um, when there's issues of oppression present in people's lives, whether that be racism, sexism, homophobia, you name it, um, that is um, seen by abusive people as something to exploit or as a vulnerability. So we want to uproot the, the problem um, where it starts. And, you know, when there's abuse in a marriage or in an intimate partner relationship, that's um, a form of oppression, controlling somebody, what they do, what they wear, where they go, who they see, if they work or not, go to school or not. It's, it's a very oppressive existence. Doreen, how does your work complement or intersect with the child support program? We were contacted, well, over the years, you know, the child support is one of the resources that we would refer survivors to um, when we were assisting somebody in getting on their feet, accessing the resources that they need. Um, but our um, child support program in Arizona contacted us after a tragic incident about six years ago. They reached out to us for guidance on improving their response when a parent um, comes to open a case that has experienced um, domestic violence. So since then, we've had a lot of conversations. We have assisted them in revamping um, their forums, um, providing awareness material for their offices, We've done a lot of training and technical assistance with them. And, and our goal really, not only with child support, but with any system that we intersect with, is to um, improve the overall system response to survivors when they reach out for help. That could be not only child support, but the faith community, law enforcement, health care, the courts, civil and family court, um, in any of the systems that survivors interact with on their journeys to safety, healing, and stability. And Doreen, how did you um, get hooked up with Michael Hayes and being able to present with or at the policy forum this past February? In the early days with our work with um, the Arizona Child Support um, Organization, he came out and did some training with, with folks, with people in leadership roles, um, managers, supervisors, people that could make change. And... Um, best practice in his work around the country is to um, invite local programs and the state coalition. And I was at one of the trainings that he did um, for our child support agency, and we met and have stayed in touch over the years. Um, and when the policy forum came along and he wanted to um, showcase some of the states that were deep into improving their response to domestic violence, he connected with me, and it, it was a wonderful thing. Yeah, it was really great to be a virtual participant and listen to what you had to say, and um, both you and Michael are, were so enlightening in that presentation. 
Um, here does neutrality of service delivery and child support mean, and why is it important? So neutrality of service delivery, it's, it really speaks to being in the middle ground, being in a, a neutral, non-judgmental place, um, being a go-to resource um, for child support help and information. Um, a lot of, we, we need to realize, a lot of victims and survivors have been blamed and shamed when they reach out um, for help. Um, and it's important that we normalize child support as, as one of the many resources and services avail, available to parents. Um, it, it, it's a simple fact. It's not a failure on the parents' behalf. We, we all need help at some point. Can you share some examples of safety-informed child support policy? We encourage folks to make it a part of their regular interview with somebody at the first contact to ask about relationship status, ask if there's been any abuse um, in this relationship. Um, also, to, to know about the local resources. Sometimes it entails adjusting your attitude about domestic violence. Um, for folks that have been um, blessed enough not to have experienced any family violence, growing up in a home where they saw it or had an abusive partner or a partner that abused them, a lot of times people come to this work or come to the issue of domestic violence with a lot of misinformation. Um, so getting ongoing training, um, educating yourself about the topic, those, those are all um, uh, safety-informed child support policy practices. Doreen, I have a follow-up question to that. When we're interviewing a resident or participant in our program, what are some easy, non-threatening questions to ask to try to see if they are in need of a resource? And then if we find out they are, how do we go about getting them that, safe, that resource safely? So if you address um, domestic violence at the initial interview, and they indicate, yes, that has happened, it is happening. Ask if they have any safety concerns right now. Um, if they indicate yes, um, you can then link them with um, a local program, with our helpline, with a national hotline. But just really exploring that safety question in a couple of different ways. Um, do you feel safe right now? Are you in a safe place? Do you have any safety concerns? Has your partner made any particular threats? Um, and, and just being informed that at this point in the relationship, um, there, there very well could be some threats. Thanks, Doreen. If appropriate neutrality practice are not in place, can child support services be potentially harmful? Yes. Um, not only um, if the child support worker is not aware of the issue or hasn't had any training, um, their response, their personal response to this person could add to um, any blame or shame that they have, um, that they have experienced already. Um, if they get that kind of attitude from a worker, they'll be less likely to share information. Um, and, you know, when victims and survivors are applying for child support, um, once the, their abusive partner, parent, is notified that they've filed for child support, it's, it's a lot like the dynamics that happen around orders of protection and divorce paperwork. 
Because that abusive parent is getting the message clearly that the, the victim parent is, is serious about leaving them, is, is in the process of ending the relationship. So a lot of times victims will end the relationship, but the abusive parent hasn't um, in their mind. Um, and, and we know that leaving and ending a relationship is the most dangerous time for domestic violence victims. Um, if that relationship status and the possible dangerousness isn't explored or addressed, this really could set off a, a series of increased um, incidents of abuse. Um, now, I don't want to scare anybody, but so I'm going to say this, that child support staff are not expected to address all of the safety needs a survivor has. But really, if you're aware of the community resources, you can connect them with a local program. You can connect them with advocates who can safety plan with, with this parent and link them to the needed resources. You can be the conduit um, for those resources that, that victims and, and survivors need. And that's the importance of collaboration and, and knowing what's in your community. Doreen, this has been such an enlightening conversation and will inform the services we in the child support community deliver to our program participants. And we know this is just the start of the conversation or a continued conversation. Is there anything else you would like to add before we close? I would just encourage folks, uh, if you haven't gone through a formal process to be more domestic violence informed within your agency, find out the contact information for your statewide coalition, know what the resources are in your community, ask them to send you some brochures so at least you have them available in your office. That would be a big help. Well, thank you so much, Doreen. As Brandy said, this has really been an enlightening conversation. And on behalf of NCIA On Location and my co-host, Brandy Gallebo, I'm Pat O'Donnell of Young Williams, and we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for spending part of your day with us. And Doreen, again, we really, really appreciate you spending part of your day with us as well. Thank you. On Location is available on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. We have a lot of great episodes on the way, so be sure to subscribe and listen to all of our previous episodes as well. We also appreciate your ratings, your feedback, your comments, and your suggestions. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to us on the contact link on our website. On Location is a production of the NCA Communications Committee with special production assistance from Joe Mamlin and me. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Tim Leitner, and this has been On Location.